future. Hello, friends. It's Pete with Step Out, Stay Out, Raw Talk. And tonight I've got a special guest. His name's Dan Friedman and he's an author. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hello, my friend. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Um, I've just been watching a bit of the Spurs game, but I know you're a big Spurs fan, so I'm not going to tell you what's been happening in that game. You can catch that a bit later. Um, yeah, let's keep it upbeat, shall we? Yeah, let's keep it. <laughs> so, so, Dan, I just want you to um, tell the listeners a little bit about your background, you know, um, how you got into writing and that type of thing. Sure, yeah, I was... Uh... A reluctant reader at school, but always loved my football and ended up reading and writing so much about football without kind of even realizing what I was doing. And then got a job working at the FA and ended up being the editor of the website of the match programs and creating the in-house TV channel. Traveled to a couple of World Cups with the England football team, lived and worked with them for seven years which led me to write um, a series of books called the Jamie Johnson series, which is a kind of footballing Billy Elliot, a normal kid with lots of challenges and difficulties in his life, but incredible skills and a group of friends around him. And we follow his journey from school all the way through to World Cup. So I get to bring in those experiences. And that's been turned into a TV show, um, which is on the BBC, which quite a few kids are watching. And it's quite a good way for families to watch together and talk about some of the issues that come up in it. And then most recently, I brought out a different book called Unstoppable, which touches on um, some more challenging issues. It's a story about um, rival twins within a family, uh, Roxy and Kane, and they end up being so desperate to succeed that they take some... They put a lot of pressure on themselves, and it leads into areas of great difficulty for them at times, and... Um, so we've explored in that story areas like gangs and knife crime too. So that's um, that's where I'm up to at the moment, uh, getting unstoppable out into the world. Wow, that's brilliant. See, I didn't know that you'd spent all that time, you know, travelling with the England setup and that. So what what's that like then? That must be absolutely fantastic. Just tell us a little bit about that. It's surreal. Um, I always reflect back on after the World Cup in 2002, we touched down and I text my mum saying I'm, I'm home because I was only 24. It all happened quite young for me um, looking back. And I would say, I know you've just arrived, but I saw you getting off the plane on Sky News. <laughs> so it's kind of like the best way to describe it is almost like being in Big Brother in the sense that you know the whole world, especially at World Cup, you know the whole world is watching. You're actually there on the inside. There was another occasion during the World Cup in 2006, where the English TV gets pumped into the team hotel to give the players something to watch and make them feel at home. And I was watching the nine o'clock news on TV and I saw someone reporting from outside the England team hotel and then I happened to get up to do something, looked out of my hotel window and there was the guy standing actually outside my window reporting from the England team hotel. So for someone who loved football, to be so close to the highest level of the game and to see Wayne Rooney the night before World Cup quarterfinal, can't get to sleep, wandering around the team hotel to have breakfast with David Beckham. Um, it was, you know, absolutely incredible. And that's why I guess I felt compelled to write the Jamie Johnson books as a way of sharing those experiences that I've been so lucky to have. 
Wow, that's brilliant. So on these trips then, who are the standout men that you really bonded with, you know, who you talk to the most player-wise? I never tried to be their mates because I think throughout their lives, especially once they have become footballers, that's been something that they're used to and I wanted them to respect me for who I was. Yeah. Having said that, um, I always found it incredibly interesting to talk to Owen Hargreaves because of his background uh, being brought up in Canada and then going to Germany at such a young age, unable to even speak the language and winning the Champions League there. And it really developed as a human being through those experiences, which I found that some of the other players hadn't had the opportunity to develop in that way because a lot of stuff was done for them from the age of eight, nine, ten. And, you know, then an agent comes in quite early on. So you don't get the opportunity to develop a character Having said that again, Stephen Gerrard is someone I found who had a terrific character. Um, and I'll never forget, and I, I often talk about this when I visit schools, um, when I told him that I was leaving my job and I was going to write these books and that I've been stealing from him in the sense that I've been watching everything he'd been doing for the last seven years to try and make sure that my character of Jamie Johnson was realistic. He said to me straight away, how can I help you? And on the front cover of my first book, which was called The Kickoff, right at the top in big writing, it said, you'll read this, it'll make you want to get out there and play Stephen Gerrard. And so when footballers get criticised for only thinking about themselves, um, I always point to him because he did that for me, his suggestion with no cost, no, no requirements on his side. Yeah. And so I, I would always point to him as someone I've got the utmost gratitude and respect for. Brilliant. So, what do what do you mates make of all this then? You know, so you you know you'd obviously gone to school with people, and then you go off and do this, and there'll be people you keep in touch with. What what do they make of all of this? Well, they liked it. They uh, they came out. I would get two tickets to any game that was part of my my job. One of the perks of the job, and so. For example, for a World Cup quarterfinal, I could say to my friends who wants to <laughs> who wants to come to uh, England versus Portugal um, in Germany. Um, and my stepdad, he got to come out the um, for the quarterfinal. The FA flew out um, family and friends and players and staff. And so my my stepdad flew around the world to Japan and then back because we lost again in about three days. He did that round trip. So it was lovely to be able to to be able to share it with people. At the same time, because it's such a unique experience, in a way, it's only the people who you shared it with, the staff that you shared it with, you kind of understand. And so I'm still very friendly with three or four of the staff that I worked with there because it's nice to reminisce together and they've gone on to do different things. Um, one of the staff who I worked with, um, who I actually employed, he's now um, head of PR for Sky. Um, another guy works in a sports agency and represents Wayne Rooney and Gareth Southgate. And then a woman I worked with, she is the Crystal Palace press officer. And so she sits next to Roy Hodgson at the press office, uh, all the press conferences. So it's, it's nice to have, um, have friends still in the game and, and, and we can sort of reminisce on, on those absolutely unique experiences. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it, it's like a different lifetime, you can probably imagine. Um, but uh, I, will, I will never, never forget them. And um, I always say again to kids, because I got, I got there as a journalist, as a writer, and I always say to kids, it's amazing where your words can take you. 
I wanted to get to the World Cup. My football skills weren't good enough, but my words got me there. Yeah. And so what, what a better argument to encourage kids to, to, to hone their words and their communication and their reading and writing. So when you go into schools, then, what, what's the whole idea behind that? What are you try, trying to do, uh, motivate, inspire the kids, get them to be, be better readers or more frequent yes. readers? Schools will essentially say to me, Dan, we've got a group of kids who aren't really into their reading and writing. Can you come in and spark some enthusiasm? And that's really my job. Um, and I'm fortunate because I've got some tools at my disposal these days. And I can say I've met Messi, I've met Ronaldo. Um, a lot of them will watch the Jamie Johnson TV show um, on the BBC. And that gives me a chance to just then start to talk to them a bit about my reading and writing journey. And I always say that when I was at school, I struggled with it so that no one feels like I'm, I'm someone who's always had a great relationship with books and reading and writing. It's more to say, no, it can happen at different times. And really it's about finding that passion, um, which you, then when you read and when you write about it, it comes so much more naturally. How about you? When you're in when you're in schools and working with young people, what what would you say your aim is? Well, my my aim is always around producing better people, better human beings. You know, um, obviously my themes coaching football and 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 trying to get people to be better players and better coaches. But ultimately, with society the way it is, better people. So it is that inspiration, like you say, you know, you you use your books and, and your writing and that. And I, and, and I use my backstory um, to, to go out there and engage and, and, and sort of say to the kids, look, you know, 20 years ago, this was me in the criminal justice system. Um, and now look at me, I get to get up in the morning and never think I'm going to work. And I go out and, and do what I love doing. Um so, yeah, pretty, pretty similar um, to what you do. So I'm really keen to sort of ask you what, why uh, you, you did the Jamie Johnson books around football. What, what is it about Unstoppable? You know, because there's, there's elements of knife crime in that and, and that. So what, what, what was your thinking there then? I wanted to do something different, but also similar in the sense that if there were kids who'd read Jamie Johnson, and then they picked up Unstoppable. I wanted them to feel at home to a degree. So there is a lot of sport in there because the twins are rivals in sport in a way. The girl, Roxy, is a tennis player. The boy, Kane, is a footballer. They're 14. And the thing is, the family is under pressure because they've only got one job. They haven't got any money. They haven't got much time. And they can't anymore sustain both kids' sporting ambitions. You know, Roxy's got a tournament in Nottingham, let's say, on the same weekend that Kane's got a trial at Southampton. Yeah. Um, it's going to be impossible to do both. And so, really, that's where the story begins, is around making a choice between the two kids, which seems like a sin whenever kids are involved. But when it's twins, it seems like a sin of almost biblical proportions. And then and they end up choosing Roxy because the dad decides to make himself Roxy's tennis coach after he loses his job. And in a way, a lot of his feelings of inadequacy, he channels through into pushing her 
So her mental well-being is in question. Meanwhile, Cain becomes a very, very angry young man. And probably, you know, this touches on some of the areas that you're familiar with. He feels as though his family have abandoned him. And therefore, those are the kind of people that I think if a gang shows an interest in you and pays you some attention when you're not feeling validated at home, and when your ego has been bruised and someone gives you a knife and you feel like the big man again, those are the kind of areas that I wanted to explore in, in Kane's journey. Roxy's journey, as I said, is a different one around being being pressured and um, well-being mentally, whereas Kane's physical well-being comes into question. And so the story, in a way, is I visited about 2,000 schools in the last 10 years, and the story wow. is a way of kind of sharing some of those conversations that I've had with young people. Kane and Roxy are there to represent the young people that I've spoken to. I, it's weird, although they're from the story, I feel very protective of the characters. Um, and, for example, one of the one of the comments that sparked it off in terms of the knife crime element and including that in the story was I was working in a primary school um, in Bedfordshire and a 10-year-old boy, everything was fine, and then a 10-year-old boy very matter-of-factly started talking about shanking someone. Yeah. And I was like, it's 10 years old and, and it's clearly something that is not a new thought for him and a lot of people many of us at the moment including yourself are thinking about what can we do at this time to try and deal with the issue around knife crime i'm not an expert i'm not a policeman i'm not a youth worker but as an author i felt as though what i could do was create a story in which that was one of the subject matters about a character that we're interested in. And that provides a platform for you, if you're going into a school, for me, if I'm going into a school, for a teacher or a parent, to say to young people who are reading the story, why do you think Cain picked up the knife? What would you say to Cain? What would you do if that was you in that situation? And I think conversations like that can be a helpful way I wouldn't say to fix the situation, but for conversations to take place and for there to be a bit deeper thinking, because perhaps it's different for you with your background. But for me, if I go into a school and say, let's talk about night crime, uh, I just don't, I, th I just think the kids will shut down. Maybe even for you. I mean, you must have, you must have to have, be very adept if you want to bring up something like that. How would you do it? Yeah, I mean, I've got a little experience of knife crime. Somebody actually pulled a knife on me, but I diffused the situation. It was very, very frightening, very worrying and that. Um, you know you know me, I, I'm very big on the live life experience, and you just have to be careful what, what, you, what you're talking about. It, it's, a, it's an area that, you know, is very uh, prevalent in society at the moment, and I, I don't know what all the answers are, but... Um, I think with what you've done with your book, it's very thought-provoking. So hopefully it will engage people to think and, and, and maybe, you know, stop and, and think before they, they, they act and carry out any crime that is going to, you know, put them on the path to, to, to ultimately prison. Uh, 
A lot of people think it's a London issue, but yeah. Nottingham has been mentioned quite a lot, and there was the Jermaine Genus documentary. Yeah. What's What's your sense around how, the the level of it in Nottingham? And do you feel like maybe it's it's its reputation is is unearned, and it's just the same as everywhere else? Dan, I, I look at a lot of news feeds and it's everywhere. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously London yeah. get all the headlines, but, yeah. if, you know, I look on the news feeds for Liverpool, Birmingham, Manchester mm. and, and and Nottingham. We've had, you know, on my estate, which I class as an estate that's sort of kept quite a bit of crime at bay. We're now, we're now seeing knife crime. We're seeing uh, knives found in places, knives found in cars, people getting yeah. stabbed. So it, so it is very, um, you know... It's every, it's everywhere. It's it, it's a real sad state of affairs. Listen, Dan, this is this has been great, and I'm sure we could talk all night. Um, you know, I'd like to talk again in the future, but it's really interesting and, and what you're doing and and the the book Unstoppable. I I got your copy that you sent me, and I've, I have started to to look at it. Um, very slowly because I don't do an awful lot of reading. You know, I did uh, quite a bit of reading when I was in prison. I did read uh, quite a few books in prison that helped uh, change my life around, to uh, be, be honest. But, you know, I think it's fantastic what you do. And it's been really interesting what you've said about the England setup and that, because I, did, I didn't know that. And I'm sure people will find that that really interesting. Um, just very quickly, um, what do you think to jumpers for goalposts? Absolutely brilliant. Um, I think that you and I, we, we, we came together initially around a football event with the Premier League and football has this almost unrivaled ability to bring people together um, across ages, across cultures, across classes. Um, and so for you to use it to bring your community together um, I know it's a lot of work and, and I know you, you do it tirelessly, but you must go to sleep at night thinking you're doing something real that's going to affect people, especially young people. And I know you've told me that the numbers are growing massively year upon year and this year looks looks to be you know quite significantly bigger than last year. Yeah. So I think it's brilliant and I take my hat off to you and um, I'm always looking... I think I get it from my mum, like, what's, the, what's next, what's next? And I can imagine it being, um, we just talked about something very, very upsetting that's happening nationwide. Well, maybe Jumpers for Goalposts ultimately can be a nationwide event with different events happening in different cities on the same day. Um, because I think you've started something which, uh, you know, if, if, if you get the support which you deserve, could, could have a, a hugely positive impact for anyone who, who becomes a part of it. Yeah, hopefully uh, it, it it goes that way. But like you say, it is a lot of hard work. It's uh, from a from a selfish point of view, it's good for me. It keeps me busy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Dan, I want to thank you for your time, and I want to say to the listeners, you know, Dan Friedman, um, Jamie Johnson books, and and the more recent book, Unstoppable. Make sure you go out and 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 get it and have a, have a read of it because I'm sure you'll find it fantastic. And if you if it helps change. Just one person that you know will be doing some good. Dan, thanks very much. Cheers, Pete. With you all the way.